Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is your official spoiler warning. If you don't like teen dramas uh, about ridiculous concepts of love... Uh, you don't like those kind of stories spoiled? You know what? Don't listen to this episode because we're going to be spoiling everything about The Sun is Also a Star. It's the longest spoiler warning ever. You've done longer spoiler warnings than that. Fair. All right. Thanks. Peace. <laughs> I hate the word. I Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama, a podcast where every week two good friends watch one film starring the viciously underrated actor John Leguizamo. Uh, I am co-host Zachary Ruane, who you may know from being a little bit tired last week and a little bit off his game, but I'm, uh, I've had a coffee... I've had some water, and t- this week I am ready to go. I'm joined, as ever, by my dear friend, Mish Wittrup, who you may know from. Uh, you may know from taking the reins that uh, Zach had last week. I'm a bit tired today. Oh, um, well, there you go. It's the heat. It's really hot here in Melbourne at the moment, and I'm just not a summer girl. I would yeah. much rather have like I'd much rather be freezing than boiling hot I love a cold winter's night rain on the tin shed a bowl of soup or stew a bowl of Irish stew in my hands snuggled up watching a movie I, I can't imagine a better night that being said I'm very depressed in the winter you're depressed yeah, well, the sun, the summer, the sun, like, is very, like, invigorating. I feel good in the sun. But yeah, I don't nah. feel good in shorts. So that's Fuck my that. dilemma. <laughs> I dread summer. I particularly dread February in Melbourne because it's so gross. I think a dry heat yeah. is so gross. And I every time, like, summer's, like, creeping forward and people are like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for summer. I lie. And I say, same, babe. Yeah. I can't wait for those those hot beach days and those sweaty afternoon siestas. I fuck off, fuck off with that. I woke up this morning with sweat under my tits, and mm. there has been nothing I've been able to do all day to rid myself of tit of sweat the, of the tit sweat yeah. of the tit sweat. Yeah, and no, totally. That's fair. Yeah, so I I feel you on the sweat. I'm a sweaty guy. Anyone that's seen me live knows I'm a sweaty, sweaty boy. Um, I don't look good in shorts. I don't have tattoos, but I'm contemplating getting tattoos on my legs just to distract. Mm, I think that's like that. That's a matter of opinion, though, isn't it? 
Like someone Looking could think that shorts. you look fucking sick in shorties. Yeah, no, for sure. But it's not like it's not like my that's my game. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm hitting the club, fingers crossed, you know, I'm a single man in this scenario, mm. hitting the club. Like fingers crossed I can wear shorts. Yeah. Like I, I think if I were to go if I was single and I was to go into the same situation wearing a nice pair of jeans or a pair of shorts. Now, this isn't a question of whether I look good or not in either. I'm saying if I went into the same situation wearing a nice pair of jeans versus a pair of shorts, I'm more likely Mm. to get a kissy in the pants, in the jeans. I think it depends on who's giving you the kissy. I think there's some people that are looking for boys in shorts to give the kissy. The girls and the boys looking for boys in shorts aren't looking for me in shorts. I know the kind of boy in shorts that gets the people looking for boys in shorts. Okay. Yeah, no, and they mean. don't look like me. Yeah. I guess that's kind of interesting, actually, because uh, men or women that are interested in women with my body type mm. probably want to see me in no clothes. Which is very interesting because I think it's so encouraged for like plus size women to cover up um, and that there's something wrong with their bodies. But the people who are actually attracted to plus size women probably want to see them in less. I think there's a difference Although between I less do not dress and shorts. Okay. I think shorts, I'm not saying like uh, uh, people want it, but admittedly, I look, I saw a funny TikTok about uh, men in jackets. As soon as, as soon as a man puts on a jacket, they're more attractive. Yeah. Like, um, and when someone in the comments very funnily, I'm just stealing someone's material here. I shouldn't. Um, but it was a very funny observation. It, it, I don't think it's so much the lessness of shorts. I don't think it's great to be showing off the legs. Mm. I think it's the shortsness of shorts. There's like a certain twinky, knobbly knee kind of like I'm thinking Harry Styles, Timothy Chamolet, Troy Savan. There's a couple of boys that could pull off a pair of shorts. Okay. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I I just think. Shorts are a practicality. They're something to be worked around if you're Zachary Wayne. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's my opinion, and and I'm mad. <laughs> um, I I think that as soon as like for, okay, I mean for me anyway, as soon as you mm-hmm. hit a certain age, you stop really giving a shit about that stuff. Oh yeah. Like I'll I'll be the first. I I do enjoy the beach. I love the beach, and I love swimming in the ocean. I'm not like a sit on the sand and tan kind of person. I like to go in the ocean. Just and it was only out. up until like two years ago that I didn't wear shorts on the beach. Yeah. And that I didn't, because I just stopped caring. I was just like, that's fine. And I also realised that men and women who find me attractive like me in bathers. And so when I was 28, 29 and I was doing all the dating, I wanted everyone to see my bare, pasty ass. Yeah, I understand. You know what I mean? You, 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 you know, because I think a lot of what, what, what people do is they go, um, oh, my God, I don't want anyone to see my body because mm. then they'll know I don't look like Cara Delavan. Yeah. Um, you know, like me, I, you know, I don't want people to see my body because then they'll know I don't look like um, the sexy skater boy from season three of Skins. You know, <laughs> that's really what locks into our brain. That's the point yeah. in our life where it locks in and it stops evolving, right? Yeah. But... I hear what you're saying. It's like they already know 
So what you need to be doing is 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 looking for the people that are yeah I feel you yeah you hear what I'm saying right but it is a little different with men men it's like put on a jacket you know you look better yeah with certain men I'm, I'm of the theory that men and women like they look better if they wash their face yeah, yeah. everyone looks better with a fresh washed face can I tell you something that blew my mind I started using my partner's moisturizer maybe two years ago because yeah. no one ever teaches. No one really, really teaches boys how to look after themselves. You know, like well, the queer eye like, team are doing kind of it. Like one a taboo as well about men using skincare, like some sort of ridiculous taboo. Ah, uh, not if it's man makeup, black war paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It's just yeah, I suppose so. I think there's like a there's a sense. Do you know what? I think there's a bit probably of a sense with, like, I think we were talking about this the other day with men where it's like, it's stuck in like maybe the fifties, like the beauty standards of men. It's like, it's, it's, it's so far behind the nuance yeah. of, of, of what women have to go through that it's still kind of with men. It's like, you should have good skin. <laughs> Not this is the thing you need to buy to have good skin. Yeah. Like, it's like, you should have good skin. And if you don't, you're ugly. And like men feel that they're like, Oh, I'm ugly, but they don't know. Oh, there's a way, there's a way to have better skin and it's a cream. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I think about moisturizer, but it's, it's, uh, but I started using what blew my mind about moisturizer is I kind of thought moisturizer was like vitamins. I thought moisturizer was like sunscreen. I thought moisturizer was something you did every day in order to make sure your skin continued to look good into the future, which it is. What blew my mind is you immediately look better. It's like makeup. Like it's not a lot, but it's like moisturizer makes your skin look better immediately. Oh, yeah. I didn't oh, realize yeah. that. I've been, I've been moisturizing since I was about 10 years old. Wow, that's, my mum got know, me right onto there. the Nivea creme. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've got very dry skin, so I've mm-hmm. been moisturizing since I was a wee lass. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big advocate for the moisturising. I should say also I have very sensitive skin. I used to get very red from most moisturisers. And, and cheaper moisturisers really make me very red and blotchy, so it was just better for me to not. But then as you get older, you're like, mm. well, i got to find it. Yeah. I, um, there's very few things that I spend a lot of money on because I don't really have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. One of them is my nails. I get them done every two to three weeks. It's like a little pampery thing. Mm-hmm. And my face cream is a whipped argan oil that Jesus costs Christ. way too much. Oh, my God. But, it, is, but it smells fancy. Yep. It looks incredible in my oh bathroom. My yeah. It makes my skin smell lovely. And I also feel like I'm in a commercial when I put it on. Every single night when I put on my whipped argan oil face cream, I think I'm in a fucking ad. I know now why you keep bringing up the the idea of us starting a Patreon because you've got to pay off that fucking argan oil. If everyone could just chuck me (laughs) like 60 cents a, a month... I could pay for maybe a quarter of a jar of whipped argan oil. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it's very nice. And I think we all got to do something. Like, I mean, I'm not into shoes. I'm not into fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't play video games. But these are are my little kind of pampery things that I do. 
you know, I I, I shop at Kmart, you know, I buy everything's that are on special. Okay. But I enjoy a whipped argan oil face cream and I'll have it with your, your judgment, Zachary. Okay. I'm not judging. I, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't have anything yet somehow I always run to zero on the bank account. I, I just like, okay. I just, I just am like, what did I spend? I, I, I kind of spent all of that on dim sims. Yeah. I just am like, how the other I? week, the other week I bought how long ago, maybe like three weeks ago. No, it would have been a bit longer. It was when I first got my puppy. Yeah. I got within the week four nights and one lunch of Uber eats. So five Uber eats meals yeah, I feel, yeah. in a week. You that know when was, they s- that's a lot. That that's silly. Like you that, know when they send that's you a silly message. money. That was like my that was more than my electricity bill. And then I complain about my electricity bill. You know what I mean? Oh, can I just say, tell a really quick story? Just because this has reminded me of being being okay, shit sure. at being an adult. So yeah. at thirty two years old. Oh, and this is good because it ties into this teen drama that we're about to okay, talk sure. about. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about how shit it is being an adult and why you shouldn't want to be an adult so quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've got a puppy, right? And I live in an apartment that has a very large balcony. So anyone who's yeah. like, you know, wondering about the outdoor area for my dog, I live around like seven dog parks and I have a very large balcony. We're talking like very big. You've seen it, Zach. It's a big balcony. Yeah, I, I don't want people to think it's like, like, I don't want, like, I think what you've just said has made probably people think it's like, like stupid big. It's not stupid big, but it's big. It's like it's big for a for a modern apartment. Yeah, thank you. We'll we'll go with that. But it's not um, like it's not like uh, like uh, a building's worth because you know how sometimes in like weird like uh, weird buildings sometimes you just end up with a, a an apartment that's like more balcony than apartment. Yeah, like a like okay, it's not that. No, it's not that. But it's a really good sized balcony. Thank you. Yes, I agree. Um, so you could get a couch out there. Oh, piss easy. You could put like you could put a do- like a table with all the chairs, some plants, and have and like also like grow a little veggie patch. I reckon if I didn't get so much direct afternoon sun. Okay. Yep. So my puppy has a outdoor toilet thing. It's like a little patch of grass with a little tray underneath it to catch his wheeze and poos. Mm-hmm. And he's trained to be to use it. He's a smart little dude, and I trained him within the first week of having him to use this toilet. Fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. But we're going through a bit of a phase now where he likes to piss next to the toilet. That's so funny. It's like he puts one paw on the toilet and then just takes a piss. So mm-hmm. he's just pissing around the toilet. And after two days of that, my balcony smelt like absolute shit, like full on puppy piss. And if anyone smelt puppy piss, it's like human piss, but heaps more intense. It just fucking stunk. And as mentioned earlier, it's really hot. Hot puppy piss smells like, like the most fucked up shit. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm like, I'm going to give my balcony a thorough cleaning and mm-hmm. go back to basics with the puppy so he knows to put all four paws on the toilet. Like, I'm ready mm-hmm. to do that, go back to the training again. So yesterday, I filled up my bucket with floor cleaner and hot water. Okay, wow, well, yeah. And I went out to the balcony to clean the balcony. No, you didn't. I did, mate. <laughs> and it was like the sun was setting so I could still see everything. It wasn't the heat of the day. Beautiful. Now, the mop we have is some shitty-ass Kmart mop that doesn't work very well, right? 
Stay, stay with me. This story doesn't get better, but I've committed now. Oh, no, no. This is a great opportunity for me to do some texting. So go ahead. Go for it. Thanks. Um, the Kmart mop that I have is a piece of shit, right? Um, so Ooh. I was like, rather than dip the mop into the bucket of water you and then try say. and rinse the fucking mop out, I'm just going to pour the water over the whole balcony and then run the mop over that. Right now I look at my balcony and as mentioned earlier, I've got a big balcony. Very clearly, I think my balcony is much bigger than it actually is. That's a solid size balcony. It's like solid. It's 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 a good size balcony. But for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to pour about 20 litres of water on my balcony and try and mop it up. Now, very dumb because I didn't know this, but one of the drains on my balcony is blocked. And so before I knew it, I was wading pretty much ankle deep in warm puppy piss water, trying to shove it down a blocked drain. It was fucked. Then my puppy comes outside, kind of swims through it, runs directly back inside and jumps on my couch. Now, the point of my story is, is that I don't know how to clean a balcony. And I just, as I stood there, ankle deep in warm puppy piss water with little soap suds everywhere. It kind of smelt a little bit like eucalyptus, but also hot puppy piss. Mm. And I just thought there's a part of my 32 years of life where this just skipped me and I don't know how to clean a balcony and I don't know how, how to change this. Throughout my 32 years, I have somehow learned how to clean a dish. I have learned how to iron I have learned how to change a fucking tyre. But what I can't do is clean a balcony. I also can't sew at all. I can't put buttons on stuff. Anyway, that's my little rant. I'm sorry that took way too long. No, that's fine. It was a good story. I I hand sewed a mask the other day and then I, I got my grandma. My grandma gave me her sewing machine and I still haven't started, but I really want to learn how to sew. That's I good. really, really want to learn how to sew. I think it'd be a great way to repair things because yeah. I think it, everyone's so wasteful. And then I like got in my head. I'm like, God, I could make like singlets. I could make my own masks. Mm. I think it'd be so much fun. Well, so it's a very, I, very useful skill to have because if buttons fall off jackets, I don't even know how to sew a button onto a jacket. But I, yeah, yeah, no, I was like really all for it. I was really excited and I thought, I think this will be pretty fun. And then I watched literally one how to, and I was just like, uh-huh. mm. like, it was just like, oh, gosh, you gotta like loop it through a thing. It's Come too on. Much. It's too What's much. the point? It's meant to be a machine. Yeah. Why did we make a machine if I'm still looping it through things? Yeah, pretty much. That's that. And I got mad. So let's see if I can link this back to what our episode's about. So, yeah, nah. being an adult sucks. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm a teenager, I think all I want to do is grow up and fall in love. Maybe that's not the smartest thing if you have to clean your own balcony. Speaking of teen love, well, let's I, talk fine. about the sun is also a star. Um, so before we do all of that, we've addressed, obviously, this is a teen drama romance mm-hmm. type film. Mm-hmm. Zach, as we've started fucking um, giving recommendations for films, do you have a teen drama movie that you would like to recommend? 
I, this is such a weird point to do the recommendations. This I is what really, we did last week. We did, yeah, it last and I week. said last week that I think we should do it at the end of the podcast. Um, but if we're going to do it now, because it does make sense, because the ends are really quite loaded with like review reading and stuff. Yes. Um, uh, far and away, by I think one of the most underrated movies of the last bunch of time. Um, I love teen films when they're good; they are good. Oh, they're delicious. And um, because I think there's just you, you never feel more than when you're a teenager. Of course. And then to do that in film, I love it. Um, but me and Earl and the Dying Girl is oh, that's like so, your favorite movie. Yeah. So underrated. It's so beautiful. It's so sweet. It it, it says so much of what I want to say. Mm. Um, I love that film. I haven't watched it in a little while. I really want to rewatch it. I like cry every time I watch it and I don't cry that much. I love that film so much. Yeah. Um, and it's so underrated. Like it's one of those ones where like the fact that it didn't do well at the cinema, I'm okay with, but the fact that it hasn't been like discovered in the way we discovered Donnie Darko when we were teenagers, like it should just be like this, like. Thing that is, it's such a beautiful film. I haven't seen it, but you've told me to watch it so many times. I might watch it tonight, actually. Yeah, do it's great for a. Cry. I watch Swim Fan. I can probably commit to watching um, <laughs> something different now. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's all about like making movies and making art and why we make art, and mm. but just in a very pure. But then also not naff. I think sometimes teen movies can be naff, and that it's not. What's your teen movie recommendation, um, Mish? Just while you were talking then, I couldn't, I don't know if you could tell by my, yeah, uh, yeah, I was actually just thinking about what I was going to say. I did hear yeah. what you said, but I That's was okay. Also, I can't express to you how little I was listening during the balcony your, story, your yeah. giant balcony and piss water story. <laughs> it was a good. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I swear we're really close. Um, <laughs> I tease. I love no, this no, it's story. Fine. No, it's nice. It's good that we can both admit that neither of us give a fuck about what the other has to say. No, um, I love the story, but I needed to... Do you know what happened was when, when you were telling that story? I said up top, this is a good... I rem- I realised that I hadn't taken my the dog I'm looking after out for a wee. No. And, um, and I was like, oh, it's pushing the amount of time that I should have taken her out for a wee. Yeah. So I was messaging my partner as you were telling that story, just being like, hey, it's not a biggie. And then she was like, oh, I'm a bit busy. Um, yeah. Does it? Do you have? I'm like, no, no, it's not a big year. I was just so there was like a bit of an exchange about taking a dog out for a wee. Cool. So that I, was that, that. I didn't listen to a word of what you just said then either. <laughs> so that's fucking sick for us. Um, what I remember though is that you've asked me for my recommendation for a teen drama. Yeah. And mine's actually from the late '80s. I couldn't tell you what year it was, but it's a movie called Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh, okay. With Eric Stoltz. And um, Mary Stuart Masterson, an excellent high school teen drama movie. I don't know. I just remember I really like that. Really, really like that. It's very much, it's a very, it's like. Round about the time of Pretty in Pink, 16 Candles. I love that. It could have had, it could have had um, Molly Ringwald in it. It just doesn't. I I love her as well. Uh, That's the mum from, um, no. She's the love interest. Yeah, in, no, the, the, the mum from Back to the Future is in it as well. Yeah, I've forgotten Frank her name. Cast. Who wrote it? John Hughes. Mm. So it's a John Hughes film. Oh, that's great. Yeah, watch I love it. a bit of John Hughes. Love some John Hughes. Um, 
also just quick apology. We are doing this by zoom. So if you hear noises in the background, it's most likely my dog eating something that he shouldn't. He's taken to burying, like digging in corners of the house for no fucking reason. So I do apologize. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about some kind of wonderful or my dog or anything that Zach was talking about for the last half an hour. Watch me and Ellen dying, girl. Every I'm going to. You keep recommending that, and I promise you, I will. I do feel I like really I'd really hear like what it. You think I really? I, I really want to rewatch it now. Yeah. Okay. Sorry again. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I was. My dog was licking my foot. No, that's okay. Hey, have you seen Soul yet? <laughs> I started watching Soul. Oh. I got like five minute in, minutes in. Is it any good? Well, you've got to watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I, um, I, it's very, it's sort of like a companion piece to um, Inside Out, but I think ah. it's better. I disagree oh, with better some than people. Inside Out. I think so. I think Inside Out is really beautiful. I love the message of Inside Out, but I think like for me, when, when, it's the same with Ratatouille. <laughs> this yeah. is off topic. But for me, when like a, the moment when Pixar really, really works is when the emotional sits with the plot, if that makes sense. Oh, with yeah, the emotional, And I think that um, so like up, obviously, it's it's about his journey. And, and when the most emotional moment of the film is when the character kind of comes to their realisation or comes to the place of, oh, this is and and when that's a little bit surprising, when you think yep. it's going to go one way and it kind of doesn't. And I loved Inside Out. I loved the message of Inside Out, but I felt like the real emotional moment for me was when they had to say goodbye to the funny elephant. Oh, yeah, that was absolutely 100% the saddest part of the film. Right. What was, what was his name? Boinky elephant Joe. Yeah, and I have um, the voice of that guy that's done a bunch of voiceover stuff. I think soul, the most emotional moment for me is the moment of realisation. So structurally it just hits me harder. And also it's all about, like, if you're a performer or an artist or an entertainer or whatever, mm. there's something really, like, um, it's really interesting in, in, in how it, like, you know, there's a lot of things that are about follow your dream. There's a lot of people that tell you that. And this is the first movie I've ever seen that's kind of looked at, like, um, you know, like the life of a creative person a bit more complex. Like it's one of the most complex explorations of that and it's a kid's film and it's yeah. so beautiful. I loved it. 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. And you know what? Fuck Three yeah, Leguizamos, okay. even though he's not even in the film. That's, that's oh, how Jesus much I Christ. love soul. <laughs> um, and for what it's worth, Zach, I just want you to know that I listened yeah. to everything you just said then. Because, oh, thank you. Because I really want to watch that movie. So I was invested. Yeah. Check it out on um, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, So we're here to talk about The Sun is also a star, sort of We're also here just mostly to talk about my piss balcony and Yeah, um, so really We're here for the piss balcony If we we spent every podcast (laughs) Mm. Talking about the movie we watched Yeah 
it would be like John was in it for a couple of scenes. Mm. You best believe that if one of our listeners was to do a piece of fan art, it wouldn't be of The Sun is Also a Star. It would be of no. you and me standing on a piss balcony. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to do the blurb today. That's fun. Um, we job. watched The Maybe Sun is Also a Star, which you can um, watch on Foxtel. Uh, if and you're in Australia, is- we have American fans. We have British fans. Where can they watch it? I don't know. It, but they can't watch it on fa- fo- Foxtel. Okay, that's true. If you're in Australia, you can watch this on Foxtel. If you're in the US, I don't know, you probably have access to it on a lot more platforms than we do. So just look it up. You can rent it on YouTube. Um, if you're in Australia and you have Foxtel, it probably means you're a sporty person. Hmm. Because the only reason I have access to Foxtel is because my partner put it on my TV and he's a sporty boy. Otherwise, I've got no reason to have Foxtel. Anyway, The Sun is also a star. (coughs) The Sun is also a star is a teen drama that is based on a novel by Nicola Yoon, which is apparently pretty sick and cool in young adult circles. The film tells the story of Daniel and Natasha, two very pretty young adults who fall in love in New York over the space of one day. Daniel is a hopeful romantic that wants to be a poet, but his Korean dad, who runs a hair care shop, is forcing him to be a doctor. Mm. Natasha thinks love is gross and silly. Mm. Natasha's dream is to not be deported back to Jamaica with her family. Two unlikely people fall in love despite everything working against them. A truly original tale. Daniel sees Natasha at a train station and decides that he's going to stalk her until she loves him. This is apparently quite romantic if you're 14 and don't know what love is. Natasha is like, um, no, for a while, but she gives in and they kiss in a park and confess their love all in the space of a single day. A day filled with job interviews and tense, poorly managed meetings with immigration officers. John Leguizamo plays Jeremy Martinez, an immigration caseworker that also interviews potential doctors for Dartmouth University. I don't really understand the correlation between the two roles, and I'd really like it if someone could just explain that to me. Anyway, he is calm and clever. He's full Dad Guizamo. So this is a 2019 film, full Dad Guizamo in his element. He has a pretty rough goatee at the end as well. Oh, great. A great uh, description of the film. Thank you. Um, and, and yes, this was really, I mean, I was getting mad because Guizamo's not in this till like an hour in. Yeah. And, and it, this had the real energy of, we got John Leguizamo. Yeah. And they're like, oh, cool. I love John Leguizamo. 100%. And like they, I reckon they had already started shooting mm-hmm. and they hadn't quite cast the part yet and they were you know trying a few different people yeah um they probably just went to an agent maybe they just probably went to an agent and said can you give us three of these and we'll just like we want these three and they brought in those three that's my guess i reckon no i reckon my my read of it is like it was like it it didn't get them the money but the producer was like it would really help if we had a name in that part it would okay. really, really help if we could get a name in that part. It would help with the marketing. Because he is also um, the only name. Yeah. And it's like, they're just I like, mean, I might be wrong, but from what I've gathered. From my research, yeah, he's the only like, which is a sh- uh, damn shame because those two leads are fantastic. Really yeah. charismatic, beautiful. Hmm. I can see them both as Marvel heroes. Um, Absolutely 100%. So, so um, he, but 
For me, there was a sense of like, if we can get a bigger name, that will help us. So they were kind of like keeping it open and hunting, 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 and they were already in production. And I think they were having like late night meetings. The director would rap for the day and then the producer would be like, hey, can you come into the office? And she'd be like, okay. She'd sit down and they'd be like, listen, um, you know, Benicio Del Toro's passed, but John's still interested. Um, but unfortunately he's shooting a music video in South America the week we're shooting, but we can like shuffle it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I really like John. If we could make it work with him, is that going to be? And they're like, yeah, his asking price would mean we'd have to cut the seed at the theme park. <laughs> and they're like, okay. It's okay. Montage. We can just do a montage though. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, listen, look, I've, I, like, I've got to go home. I've got to get some sleep because we've got an early, sh- early shoot tomorrow and I haven't planned the, sh- uh, well, I wouldn't do that. I'm the director. So, um, and I haven't talked to the first AD about the sh- uh, the shot plan yet. I don't know. And i got to go home. But look, if I would say I'm happy to make sacrifices if we can get John Leguizamo. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, how it played out. And then they got John, like, about two weeks beforehand. They did some shuffling. And he came in, he learned his lines in the trailer. Two days. He was there for two days. Two days. Two days. There's two scenes in an office and one scene in a cafe. And I reckon he said, I'll do it. You got me for two days. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon, yeah. I reckon his agent sent him an email and was like, do you want to do this? And he, and he read it and he's like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. And yeah. they said, they want you for three days, um, but the asking price is lower than your normal asking price. So I've told him two days and he's like, all right. <laughs> What a good life to live. That's what Jesus. I reckon this was for him. It was just like a, yeah. Him, for him, it was like, yeah, like a short film for mm. us. It was like, okay. What I think, so we've already said I, that we both really enjoy a teen drama because mm-hmm. when a teen drama is done good, particularly for me, I love a teen drama horror. Like, love those. What's that? What is that? Like the what? faculty. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's almost. Do you know yes. what I mean? So, I know like what you're a saying. horror film targeted at sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, sixteen yeah, to twenty-one-year-olds. You know what I mean? Um, there's a whole bunch out at the moment called like Happy Death Day. Oh yes. Yeah. I'm. I know, but I'm also a fiend, really, very specifically for this sort of genre, mm. which is like profound love, love, and like all the feelings of being young. Yes. Okay. And your like perks of being a wallflower. Your me and Earl and the dying girls. Like, oh my goodness, I I'm feeling so much purely because it's the first time you felt that emotion. Kind of like the Breakfast Club was the original. The of uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. John Hughes. Yeah. Mm. Fully John Hughes. Um, trying to think of other examples. All the Molly Ringwald stuff. Yeah, and all the like all the all the like like the sad ones and the. <laughs> Well, then you've got the whole other level, which is like the notebook and Dear John and the Yeah, vow. no, not that. No, not that. That's next level. That's like no. adults that don't like. <laughs> that's kind of like the equivalent of, you know, how people are like, ooh, Fifty Shades of Grey is like porn. No, it's not. The notebook is like love. No, it's not. No. That's not no. how it works. The movie The Vow makes me so fucking mad. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. But also, my least favourite movie of all time, of all time, is A Walk to Remember, which is a teen romance. 
Which but it's walk to remember. It's so bad. It stars Mandy Moore oh, and funny. Shane yeah. West. And for some reason, I've seen it like ten times. Yeah, <laughs> but no. it, the the storyline and the script anger me. To, oh, like it just like I think that's why I've seen it so much is sometimes when I'm in a really foul mood, I just want to feed that foulness. Kind of like when you're sad and you listen to sad music. It's like when I'm angry, I watch a walk to remember. How many times do you reckon Shane West watches uh, a movie starring um, Shane West? No, Magic Mike. So who's Magic Mike? Oh, um, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. How many times do you reckon he watches like Magic Mike a year and just goes, oh, that could have been me? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Shane agent. West was probably about six or seven years before Channing Tatum. So he's probably a bit pissy about it. You know what I mean? Like I said to my agent that I should have done, I wanted to do something a little more. Because I, he is in my genre of people that I thought was Channing Tatum. Yeah. The original, well, not the original, but one of a good example is Marilyn Monroe and Mimi Van Dorn. Right around the same era, but Marilyn Monroe took off and became arguably the most famous person in the world at the time. And Mimi Van Dorn, who was also a a funny, blonde, big booby actress, um, never got the same level of fame as Marilyn Monroe. She was famous because she, you know, she's the Shane West of the 50s. (laughs) She is to Marilyn Monroe what Shane West is. (laughs) To to Magic Mike. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's so funny. But no, I walk to remember, like, I rage watch it. I rage watch it. It's about a girl in high school who has cancer and the cool boy who bullies her, but they fall in love. Of course they do. And then she's like, oh, but by the way, I'm dying. So this 18-year-old marries her. Oh, great. Love that. But, like, has to convince the dad to, like... It's a very, like, it's got major religious undertones. I don't even think they're undertones. I think it's just, like, being thrown in our face. Um, like, I, I it's just sucks. It just What's, sucks. Have you seen the Shailene Woodley one with the, with the boy that um, she's got the cancer Oh, and the, he's got the, the cancer? The stars are fucked. What's it called? Um, the, the, oh, it's, a, it's another, the fault in our stars. The and they've both got, the, like. The stars are fucked. The stars are fucked is a very good guess. Oh, that's Engel Hengelsbert. Engel Engels- Gengelbert. How much better would it be? <laughs> the stars are fucked. It was called The Stars Are Fucked. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, I love fuck. The Stars Are Fucked so much. Yeah, The Stars Are Fucked are fucked is another example of kind of like a walk to remember, but a lot more palatable. Like This is the thing about The, the Stars Are Fucked, right, where I think like... They're all kind of in the same genre, like Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, The Stars Are Fucked, and did you know that also The Star, the Sun actually is a star? Like they're all kind of in the same genre, and it, it, is a, um, it is a wide berth of, like, I think some of my favourite movies, in, in all seriousness, some of my favourite movies exist in this genre, mm. and some of my least favourite movies. Oh, 100%. Because, like, when it's good, it's like it takes... It's the same as Pixar, talking about salt. It's the same thing. It takes these big, lofty ideas, but because it's, like, four teenagers, they don't stress about being innovative with plot or with love. Like, you don't have to, like, be complicated in the exploration of love. It's like, 
love is love and it's beautiful and it's simple mm. and it just leads to like really simple storytelling that I think like adult films could do a lot more with. Oh yeah. Absolutely. When it's bad, it, it features just 20 year olds with ripper bods s- trying to convince us that they're 15 year old cancer patients. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's like Angle Enzelbert, you are, you do not have cancer, cancer? man. You're right. <laughs> there is you no. A, I reckon you got to get a second opinion, mate, because I reckon, I reckon you're okay. <laughs> like, oh, I think someone so misdiagnosed funny. you. Um, no, I think that I'm going to see if I can word this correctly. I think that the beauty of these teen dramas, the when they're done really, really well, is that it makes teenagers when they watch them hopeful for love and adulthood and stuff like mm. that. And it makes actual adults remember what it's like to be hopeful about love mm. and adulthood as a young person. Like uh, I watch a really good teen drama now and I'm like instantly, I'm like, oh God. And I remember what I was like when I was 16 and I lusted after my friend's boyfriend and I would write really bad poetry, oh, yum, really yum, bad yum, poetry. Yum, yum. And I would listen to Kings of Leon and call Mm. myself alternative. And like, I might kiss a boy at a party and then I'd go home that night and imagine my life with that boy. You know what I mean? I, I, have you, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because you, I wanted, I wanted to be in a romantic relationship like the stars are fucked, despite the fact that I didn't have cancer and I wasn't dating anyone who had cancer. The types of I was like, oh, love like that does exist. And I would dream about that boy named Kieran that I kissed at a party that time who had a big, thick fringe and I think he had (laughs) chipped black nail polish and I kissed him at a warehouse party when Mm -hmm. we were 16 and then I went home and I didn't sleep all night because I just kept thinking about all the the life I was going to have with Kieran with the fringe. <laughs> like the thing about the thing about those movies as well is they're very like, they, they have this, this energy exactly like you're saying of like, Oh, Oh my God. If you're a teenager, it's like, yes, your pain is legitimate. So legitimate mm. that it's worth making art about. And if you're a, if you're an adult, it kind of works as this kind of nostalgia. Like, oh, the pain that that was the worst pain you could be in is love. Love was like the most you could. And now I'm just like, fuck, I feel that amount of pain. Like about, about like. Piss balcony. About my piss balcony. (laughs) Yeah. Here I am dealing with my piss balcony. Yeah. And then I watch a movie like this and I feel. I'd rather, I'd rather never love again. And not have to deal with the piss balcony. Absolutely. That's, have you seen that's the film? The perfect, that's the perfect analogy. <laughs> have you seen the film um, Eighth Grade? No. Eighth Grade, like, I almost, like, will take, like, Eighth Grade for me, right, is huge recommendation. Legitimately one of the best movies that have come out in the last couple of years. Like, um, because... I thought it would be like that, where you'd be like remembering what the pain of being a teenager is like. I thought it would have this tinge of nostalgia. It is not like that. It is a representation of actually what it was like. And it's just like horrific. It's like there's no like, it's like you watch it and you're just like, 
There's a scene in it that the way it's edited, it's amazing. It's Bo Burnham. He's like our age and he's a YouTuber and somehow he's also the greatest director of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and um, there's a scene in it that's in a pool party and it's literally just stepping out of the house at a pool party where you, where you don't really know the people there, right? Mm-hmm. That's literally what it is in terms of plot, in terms of like what's happening within the story. But the way it's edited and the sound design and the way it's shot, it, it's like a horror. It's like so horrific for this like eighth grade girl to be at a pool party and you just sit there and you just feel sick the entire movie oh and you're like, that is what it was like. <clears throat> it's not like Engel Enzelbert with a fucking cigarette between his teeth looking hot. Yeah. It's not like love and this beautiful transcendent. It's just like. There's there's this movie on Netflix and I've forgotten the title, but someone out there will remind me. It's something like you're a loser, you big cunt or something like that. Like it's genuinely called like you're a loser, you curly haired, actually quite attractive person. (laughs) But everyone hates you. It's something like that. Set in a high school and it's this girl who falls for a boy via text and he thinks that she's like the hot cheerleader, but she's actually the loser with the curly hair. Yeah, God, gross. But what ends up happening, spoiler alert, if you plan on watching Fuck Off You Cunt, You're a Loser or whatever the movie's called, (laughs) um, uh, is when he finds out that it's the curly-haired loser, he doesn't care. Because yeah. he, he, he fell in love with her personality and she's actually quite beautiful because at the end she wears a nice dress and puts on some makeup and he's like, I think you're beautiful. You, I can't um, really recommend the scene now but because it's un-PC. Mm-hmm. But the joke of, do you remember, have you seen uh, Not Another Teen Movie? Yeah. It's a bit in Not Another Teen Movie where it's like, you have to make over her. Oh, like, ponytail. She, yeah, she's got glasses and a ponytail. ponytail. It's that. <laughs> Anyway, and then he falls for it anyway. I watched that. I think I think mm. stage, like our first lockdown in Melbourne, mm. and Melbourne's mm. had like forty seven of them now. But like the first lockdown we had, I watched that movie, and I remember just thinking to myself, "I'm like, this is going to make so many mishes that are in high school so hopeful," <laughs> and it just doesn't happen like that. But also, like, like physical attraction, high school boys isn't suck. High school boys just... suck. If an 18-year-old boy came up to me in New York and said to me, I think that you're the best, um, this is a reference to The Sun is Also a Star, which is the movie that we're meant to be talking about, I think you're the best and I'm going to make you fall in love with me despite the fact you said you're not interested. I'm going to make you fall in love with me in an hour. In an hour. That is giving so many horny young girls hope. It just doesn't work like that. But let him have it. Let him have it. I had my fucking Molly Ringwald films. You can have your fucking. I also love the idea that like like physical attraction, (laughs) that like physical attraction isn't a factor. It's like, oh, if only he knew. Maybe that's his type. Maybe he likes cheerleaders. Maybe he doesn't like curly haired girls. And there's plenty of people that like curly haired girls. And let me just say, if you're a bit of a fatty. You're going to have a hard time in high school, but I guarantee, because boys don't want to admit that they like fatties in high school. But let me tell you something, bitch. Girl. (laughs) You're going to leave high school and be like, I am the most unattractive cunt ever. And 
I guarantee you that all of a sudden a lot of these boys come out of the woodwork and like, I actually think you're pretty hot. Because there's a certain point where people stop giving a shit if their fucking friends Mm -hmm. think their partner's hot or not. Like, Mm -hmm. anyway, this is way off. I've just been triggered. (laughs) Something shocking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but something happened to me in my early 20s where all of a sudden I went, oh, hold on a second. There is a group of people that think I'm really hot. And then when you turn 30, it's a much wider pool. Like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And you've built up a sick personality while you were in high school because you didn't think you could rely on your looks. So all of a sudden, you're hot and funny. And the world <laughs> is your fucking oyster. So you've, yeah, got, go so, you've got so much good shit going for go you, Daniel. Go find... Like someone who's attracted to you rather than catfishing the fucking fuck boy. Yeah, exactly. Don't catfish the fuck boy. Don't catfish the fuck Don't boy. Don't catfish the fuck boy. Mish, we're at the end of this podcast. We haven't <laughs> talked about the film at all. I'll say, I'll say. Oh, people, I guarantee you people have gotten an understanding of this film by this podcast. Yeah, like- uh, what I would say is, here's what I'm going to say about it. I thought the script needed a couple of rewrites, but mm. I thought the filmmaker was really cool and they haven't done much else, but I would like to watch their other films because mm. the the directing was really, really good. I really liked the direction. I was going to say the same thing. I thought it was directed really well. I thought there were some really beautiful shots of New York. I really, mm. I love movies set. I've never been to New York and I love film and television that's set in New York. It makes me love a place I've never been. It's really lovely. Yeah, no, I thought I, that was really nice. And I thought it was cast well, like in terms of the two leads. I thought the two leads were so charismatic. So I, it, great. I was really surprised. I honestly was surprised. I was like, surely, I Googled both of them. And I was like, surely I'm going to see like on their IMDb um, untitled Marvel film 2022. Mm. Yeah. Like I thought both of them would be like there by now because they are both very charismatic, very beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, very like charming. Yep. She in particular. No, both of them. Both, both of them of were them. great. He really, had a really very good. charming middle part. Yeah, they were both great. Yeah, they were um, great. And I she was one of those really people that moments. looked. She's one of those beautiful people that look beautiful when they cry. She has yeah. a lot of weeping in this movie. There's quite a bit of weeping. And she looks beautiful when she weeps. Legit just a couple of rewrites. Just yeah. a note session and a re- and bit more, two rewrites. A bit, bit more of the legs would have been a bit bloody good. A bit more legs. And like, but maybe I really do want to know. There's, there's, the, the, Mish references it. And, I, and if you are a listener, I'd love for you to, if, if you're from America, I'd love for you to like comment under this post or message or whatever because I would really love to know... Is this a thing? Like, is it is it not weird that his interview for a university was with a immigration lawyer? Yeah. So just yeah, want to know that. Like, that. how I'm does sorry, that like, we work? We really haven't talked about the movie very much, but yeah, I don't care. One of the the things, kind of like serendipity or its fate or whatever, is that he's so convinced that these that he's meant to be with this girl that he met at a train station, is that she is going to get deported that day. <laughs> Yeah, so, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. She's getting deported that day. So she's running around and she's finally found an immigration caseworker that will work with her pro bono. And it's mm. John Leguizamo. And he's a bit busy in the afternoon, but he can see her later. And the reason he's a bit busy is because he's interviewing the boy to go to university to be a doctor. It's just, it seems 
Like that's not a thing. But or, can you or please that let us know? Or they just needed a bit more dialogue to be like, I'm doing an interview for a referral or something. Yeah. But maybe that's how it works in America. So you know, maybe that. So let us know. America's weird. Yeah. America is a weird country, and it's mm. really just through the soft power of Hollywood that that we don't think that. But America's a weird country yeah, with weird. If customs. you're from America, let us know that you're weird. Just let us know, is that a weird thing you do? Because we just get a good score and then go to the university if yeah. we're good enough. Do you do interviews with immigration lawyers yeah. to get into university? My, fav- my favourite thing ever, though, about this film, which was just fucking so tasty, is that he wants to be a poet, mm. but, he's, but he's applying to be a doctor because that's what his dad wants. But yeah. then at the end, when she sees him, he's doing beat poetry in a cafe, yeah. which means he really made it. Yeah, that's like he re- he got to the top. He got to the top. He's do he literally goes and stands at a mic at a cafe in the middle of the day, like while people are drinking coffee, and he's like, um, "I wrote this poem about the sun," and he starts to do like a poem. So I can't. If I'm at a cafe with my friends, I don't want to hear your poem about the sun. I also don't get the title. What's like? Yeah, it's the mentioned sun is when they go to that place. No, I know they talk about it. They mm. go, but the sun is also a star. Mm. But there's not like, like, well, why are we talking about the sun? Like, what does the sun represent? Anyway, a couple of rewrites, really well directed, great leads, needed more legs. Yeah. I give it, legs was great. And I thought, I give it three and a half legs. Okay. I give it two and a half legs. Not enough legs. Not enough legs and nah, fuck off. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I give it three and a half legs is mm. because, and I've said this a billion times, um, my, one of my favourite things is great actors not giving too much of a shit about the film they're in. I talk about this yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's, that's always yummy. And, uh, and this genre is that I was, I was looking at Fault in Our Stars. Fault in Our Stars has Willem Dafoe and Laura Dern in it. Yeah. And, like, they... They can shit out a good performance. Oh God, can't they just? Laura Dern is so great, and and that's what I love. It's one of the things I love about this genre. So yep. it's really lovely to see no stakes dad Guizamo mm-hmm. just being charming and nice. Um, I will say this: usually, not usually, we forget sometimes, but we read out a review at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to read a review because mm-hmm. someone sent us a DM <clears throat> that really set me off. And okay. got me so excited, and I really want to um, read it if if you if I may. Please, please. You know how we've been talking. I was going to say recently, but it's pretty much the entire time we've done this podcast about the concept of creating other podcasts about character actors or actors that seem to be in everything, but no one knows who they are. My, Michael Shenanza is is uh, exactly my my personal best. Okay, so Dominic Woodhead. Oh yes, I know Dominic Woodhead. Yeah. Yep. Like, firstly, an amazing listener. They are fucking all over the air. Thank you, Dominic Woodhead. Thank you, Dominic Woodhead. We see you. We see you. you. son. Um, Wrote in about a suggestion for an actor, and it literally made me stand up because I was like, because I read the name, I'm like, who is that? Which is the first indication that it's going to be great. Yeah, okay. And then I looked it up in Google Images and I stood up. I was like, oh, my God. Esteemed... So this is what he wrote, sorry. Have you ever thought about watching movies that star esteemed character actress Margot Martindale? Ah, Margot Martindale, yeah, yeah. And I lost it. So if you're a listener of Leguizamarama, please go check out Margot Martindale and let me know what your favourite Margot Martindale 
bloody project Was is. there a pun? Was there a Margot Martindale pun? No, there wasn't. Mish, have you seen, um, have you seen, uh, well, we're going to have to watch an episode of Bojack Horseman. Mm-hmm. Have you, you, I'm guessing you haven't seen Bojack Horseman. I've never seen Bojack Horseman. If you love Margot Martindale, mm. I'm not going to say much. Go watch Bojack Horseman Get Back to Me because there is some great Margot Martindale star gear okay. in Bojack. Fuck yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited by Margot Martindale. I see something there. Um, and if Leguizama Rama Live at Lido is a success, maybe we consider doing something similar with Margot Martindale. Um, and if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, tomorrow is our John Wick viewing yeah. at Lido Cinemas in Hawthorne, Melbourne. Obviously, if you don't live in Melbourne, it's not very possible for you to be there. Or if you're listening borders. to this any day other than the day. Exactly. It's over. It. it was great. Heaps fun. Loved it. Thanks for booking your tickets. Um, but I love receiving DMs of character actors that make me stand up and shit myself. Can so I say you, one other thing? If we if if we do do another scre- uh, series of live screenings, um, besides Michael Shenanza, which I want to do just because of the name, I also want to back engineer an opportunity to watch Titanic on the big screen again. <gasps> so I was Kathy, thinking Kathy Bates, something, Kathy Bates. Ar- well, something around either look, because also um, I would love to see Mercy on the big screen. Kathy Bates, please. Why am I but, asking your permission? <laughs> but here, what, what about like, let me Billy Zane Tane you or let me Billy Zane you. I don't think we can do Billy Zane. Oh, really? I don't think oh, so. Do, do I have to go do a Google of Billy Zane? No, I don't know. I th- for some reason it rings a bell. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway. No, um, anyway, I want to back oh, engineer Zane a Titanic one. It's good, yeah. Zane let Tane me, you. Let me enter Zane you. <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> Mish and Zach, let me entertain you. And uh, Titanic, unless, of course, he got cancelled and we've made a mistake here. Titanic, The Phantom, come on, that's a pretty great one. But Kathy Bates as well we have to do. Yeah, oh, yeah, Kathy Bates. Um, yeah, because, but anyway. We'll get Titanic up there again. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to Mission Zach's Leguizama-rama. Um, check out The Sun is Also a Star. And while you're at it, why don't you check out The Stars Are Fucked Again or whatever that is. The means. Stars Are Fucked Again, Misha's recommendation of the week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.